Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, June 26, 2023, the 12th Monday in Ordinary Time. Our reading is a continuation of the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, stop judging that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye, while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. So, as I read this, a couple things come to mind. One is, Jesus often uses humor. We don't always hear the humor because we're thinking of Jesus as a medieval painting. Uh, or just, you know, ancient, archaic words with lots of these and thous and things like that. Verily, I tell you. But the reality is, yeah, Jesus is using humor here. Jesus is saying something that's completely ridiculous in order to make his point. And he's part of that is that he's making the point that we are ridiculous. We need mercy and forgiveness or we're going to hell. We desperately need God's grace for this life and for the next life. Yet we deny the same things to our brothers and sisters. We hold grudges. We hold on to our anger. And yet, the things done to us are nothing compared to what we've done to Almighty God. In the big picture, his crucifixion, but all the little sins and all the big sins. We've heard our Lord over and over again, and yet we beg for forgiveness. We count on that forgiveness. Some people don't even ask. They just assume it will be there for them. Yet, we, we they, everyone, we hold grudges. And so he uses this image of a wooden beam. Imagine if you had a wooden beam sticking out of your eye. Everybody would notice. Yet the, Jesus is saying, yes, you have a wooden beam sticking out of your eye, but you're going after the splinter in your brother's eye. You know, in another passage, he says, in so many words, it's an answer to what Cain said in Genesis, you know, am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, in our faith, we are called to sometimes correct our brothers and sisters, to call them back to the path. Yet, very often, we're doing that while we ourselves are way, way off the path. So, you know, are we supposed to, in a loving, brotherly, sisterly way, call others back to virtue? Yes, but we always have to be working on ourselves. And it can't be that we're holding grudges, and it can't be something personal and vindictive and vengeful and all that, but rather... We're, oh, I hate the song, but it's, you know, that song, Companions on the Journey. But you know, that's what we are. We're side by side trying to get there. But this other thing that Jesus says, stop judging, you will not be judged. The measure that you use to measure others will be measured out to you. That's horrifying. When I think of all the times I've cast judgment, all the times I've gossiped, I mean, gossip is the, the breakfast of champions in your local parish. It's, it's the standard sin. It's the sin that everybody thinks is okay. You know, all the other things that they're gossiping about, well, those are bad sins. 
but they're going to sit there and gossip about it. And gossip is a mortal sin. It's a double sin if the gossip is false. But people love to gossip, especially in church, really everywhere. So we have to remember that. If we are not endlessly being merciful, then that endless mercy is not going to be shown to us. And there's a lot of ways to learn that mercy, not just in our thoughts and in our words, but in our actions. Sometimes, you know, I might just want to say the most horrible things about a person and I don't know, you know, that can be hard to control, you know, just the thoughts and then, you know, getting together with loved ones, especially when the engine's already revved up from previous conversations. But maybe there's another way to show that person mercy, maybe an apology here and there, maybe a statement of gratitude, maybe just a kind deed done for that person. I was thinking of a little chart. I always love to make lists. And when I have conflicts with people, this is usually how it goes. Four steps. Number one, they're so horrible, I want them to change. Isn't that how we are? When we meet people, when we have a conflict, maybe at work, maybe among family and friends, if only they would change, everything would be okay. And sometimes, I mean, if a person is abusive, let's just say, and I think abuse happens a little bit more frequently than a lot of people realize, but, you know, abuse means I'm nice to you part of the time and I'm mean to you part of the time. That happens a lot. There, There is abusive behavior all over the place among our families and, you know, people learn from the example of others. Uh, but, yeah, it happens. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need to maybe get away from the abuse. You still can't change the person, though. You can maybe make a statement. St. Francis de Sales, I always go back to, he says, pay your tribute to the truth and then let it go. So you can say, oh, you know, that was abusive. That hurt me. Please stop. But yeah, like I said, statement one, one on the list here is I want them to change. Number two is after some, this is for me now, after some time in prayer and reflection, I realize I'm the one that needs to change. Like I said, if it's abuse or something like that, we might have to establish boundaries. If it's really bad, you get away from the person. If it's a situation at work where you're just like, oh, how do I deal with this person? Well, we need to learn about establishing healthy boundaries. I think I mentioned this just recently, the book by Cloud and Townsend, Boundaries, also books by Melody Beatty, uh, just how to establish good boundaries for yourself, just to say, oh, you know what? That really offends me when you say that. So I, I would just ask you politely, please don't say that. So yeah, we can establish boundaries, but also if it's a question of just two personalities not getting along, and this is what I discern, then I think to myself, okay, Lord, help me to change. Help me. And a huge thing that helps me to change is gratitude and, and expressing gratitude to that person. You know what? I noticed you did this thing and I just want to say thank you. First of all, it changes their heart because now they're feeling positive energy come from you. I know that was a new agey way to say that. I'm sorry. But just, yes, they're, they're receiving grace from you and that can be contagious. Uh, you know, you don't want to let people walk all over you. But yeah, expressing something positive, feeling that gratitude in my heart for the good points of this person. And, you know, the more you express positive things, the easier it is then to say something negative once in a while when you need to say it. But also the humility just to realize, you know what, I'm screwed up too. I might even be more screwed up than this other person. Chances are I am. Chances are they're not bothered by this relationship. I'm the one that's bothered because of my pride. So growing in humility. 
The third thing is then if I'm really going to commit myself to greater humility and gratitude, sometimes even some boundaries, then there's peace that comes with that. And we have to keep praying, keep bringing it back to the Lord, check in with the Lord about the stuff that's bothering us. Then the fourth step in this process (laughs) is they might actually change. (laughs) See, we want people to change when we want them to change and they don't change. We are stubborn. We are bullheaded. And we just want to like come at people with our negativity and express and and think that they're just going to be humble and change. And very often they don't. Very often it leads to the opposite effect. They dig their heels in with whatever it is that's happening, whatever conflict that exists. But if we ourselves are working on humility and gratitude, very, very often the other person will respond in kind. This is especially, I've heard some great talks on marriage in the past, and this is especially good advice for marriage. The more you give, and this is Pope John Paul's writings about the law of the gift, the more you are giving, the more that becomes contagious and the other person will want to give as well. Of course, our model for all these things is Our Lady. When you consider all that she had to deal with, imagine, you know, this woman knows that her son is the Messiah. He's the king of the world. And yet they treat him so horribly. Never mind his death on the cross, his torture. And all she does is she prays for our conversion. She prays for our souls. She offers up her son's crucifixion for our salvation. So we ask the Lord to continue to lead us in this direction of um, growing in humility realizing we all have our issues. We're all companions on the journey (laughs) and uh, we need his grace. And the more we work on ourselves, the more that'll lead us to peace. And who knows, maybe people around us might even uh, (laughs) catch the bug in a a sense, you know, grow in that uh, humility themselves as well. Have a great day. God bless you.